What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. Good, y'all. There's a clip that I want to get into, but before that, I I do want to address the types of toxic people that we have. And we see these people in our lives every day, and we don't quite get it. There's about six different types of toxic people. We have the narcissist, only cares about themselves, lack of empathy, truly believes they are better than everyone around them. And I know we there's some people that we do know that are narcissists. There's the controller tries to control everything around them, needs to be in charge of every decision, makes you feel like you can't do anything right. Then we have the drama magnet. Feeds off of gossip and drama. I know that y'all know some of people like that. Um, The drama seems to follow them. They create it in a sense, put you in uncomfortable positions. Then we have the energy vampire, <laughs> drains you of energy, overwhelms you, creates problems and, fills off and feeds off the negativity, criticizes and bullies you. We have the compulsive liar, Now I know a few of these, and they're listening to this right now, um, tells white lies consistently, manipulates and gaslights you, masters of guilt trips. And lastly, we have the green-eyed. Cannot be happy for other people's good fortune. Plays the victim. Minimizes others people. Minimizes other people to feel better about themselves. It's like the saying I say, you can't try to blow out my candle so yours can shine brighter. It don't work like that. But I really thought that it was important for me to point, pinpoint and point out all of the different types of toxic people. And so you can also realize them in your relationships. And when I talk about these, when I do these podcasts and I talk about relationships, I know a few of them are about um, like romantic relationships. But for the most part, everything that I talk about, and I always say this, that every relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a love, romantic, a marriage, whether it's a family member, all friendships are exactly the same. You need to feed them the same. The only difference is the level of intimacy, um, the type of intimacy, I should say, that you share with these people because intimacy should be in all close relationships. So I go along, I, I say all that to say that these things that you guys are, that you see in these people can be in friendships. This could be your mother, it could be your father, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, you know? Um, it could be a number of people, your coworker, your, you know, um, your friends. So don't just think when you listen to this podcast or any of my podcasts that I'm directing it towards just one relationship because you'll see these these problems 
and see these things arise in your friendships and in pretty much every parts of your life. Um, so I really just wanted to go over that. Um, but I do want to get, when I tell you, so it's funny today well, while I was at work, one of the workers was all like, and it's the guy, he's all like, I'm sorry girls that you had to go that, but sometimes, you know, men ain't shit. Use a lion, cheating, son of a, the way you do me, boy, I'm tired of taking your shit, see, I know all about those fast holes up in college, shawty, need to stop it, hello. <laughs> and I had to laugh because I'm like, you know what? I ain't even gonna feel offended because we ain't shit. I want you to hear this this um, little spot from this podcast called Deadass with Kadeen and uh, DeVale Ellis and how he talks about basically how why do women want monogamy and pu- basically push push it on men monogamy for them to stay faithful and not be with anybody else but i really want you to just hear this clip and then we're gonna talk after a lot of women do complain oh my husband's always on me why is he always on me Mm -hmm. if sex is gonna be a chore for you that you don't really want to do why do women constantly push monogamy on men if you know that you don't want to have to deal with him all the time just wanting you Mm -hmm. Why do you push monogamy on men? Well, who's to say I pushed anything on anybody? Like, well, we know that people, you pushed monogamy on me. I pushed monogamy. I forced you to get married to me. Time out. You said to me you never pressured me to get married. In 2007, we were living together, right? You said you no longer wanted to live with me and shack up with me mm-hmm. because you wanted to be my wife, not my girlfriend. Right, because I wanted to know where that the don't sound like was going. pressure to you. It sounds like me voicing where I see my life going. It, it sounds like me saying, this is what I would like. You can decide to meet me there. If not, we can reevaluate what exactly we're doing. Okay. Additionally, would I call it pressure per se? Not necessarily pressure. <laughs> so that's the clip. I know the women that just listened to that right now are like, oh, he is foul. Um, I see both parts of it. Um but I still think that he's wrong too. So for instance, yes, she wanted to be married, but she knew that eh, I'm basically giving out the milk for free. Why would you buy the cow? So she's saying if we're we're not going to get married, then that means that this is it for this relationship. So I need to know, are you, is marriage in our future? If marriage is not in our future, I don't want to continue down this path. And at a certain point in any relationship, you you know if you want to marry that person. So, like, I want to say people know within the first few months, like, this is somebody that I could see myself with um, for the long run. Um, Granted, sometimes it does take longer for you to actually get to know the person. But if you guys are living together, you already know for sure if you want to be married to this person or not. And then I will say an engagement does not mean a marriage. You can be engaged for a long time. I know somebody that was engaged for 10 years and I was like, oh, you've been getting engaged for 10 years. He ain't ever marrying you. Um, I was wrong. Um, they did get married. I don't know if they're still married, but, <laughs> but at certain, at certain parts, people, you just like, If you've given this man or this woman, in other case, all of you, 
you at some point deserve to see the progression happen in the relationship. And if it's not progressing, then there tells you two things. He one, he doesn't want to marry you, or two, he doesn't want to get married at all. But you should have known that before you moved in. Sometimes things are obvious and people ignore ignore the obvious. Better sing, Toya. When I ooh, ooh, I'm sorry, y'all. I felt that. Um, no, but seriously, let, let's really get get let's dive even deeper. Oh, I'm about to dive. <laughs> I had to, but no, let's seriously though. You got to think about it. When you're in a relationship and it's really not going the course that you thought it was going to go into. Sometimes we do, when we fall in love, we look over the obvious, the red flags, um, the green flags that we don't have um, because we're in love. But I am here to tell y'all, y'all, and y'all may not understand this, but love is not everything in a relationship. You need more than love. So you, and a lot of people don't get that. Some of you may be young that are listening to this podcast, but Love don't pay the bills, y'all. Ask Tina Turner. What love got to do with it? Um, y'all, I... <laughs> Why? I was going to play a snippet of Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Because I was going to relate it to... And then I'm listening to the song. I said, wait a minute. This girl's talking about sex. <laughs> All these years. I did not know that that's what that song was about. But... <laughs> I'm dead. Um, but back to my main point. Um, go listen to that Tina Turner song. The first line of the song. The first line of the song is, "You must understand. Uh, through the touch of your hand, makes my makes my pulse react." That girl's talk about sex. I I am this years old when I found out that that song ain't got nothing to do with a heartbreak. <laughs> I'm done. Um, anyways, but what I was saying was, what does love really have to do with a lot of things? Um, in a relationship, you need more than love. Because a person that'll love you will still cheat on you. A person that'll love you will still, you know, steal from you, stab you in the back. You need respect. You need honesty. That doesn't necessarily come with love. And a lot of times we don't think that. We don't realize that. So we'll stay in relationships where, we'll, where we get cheated on. 
people get abused physically and mentally, verbally, um, and because we love them. We love them. So like the song that Toya was just singing, it's like when we're in love, sometimes we look over the obvious. But let's get into the the main subject, y'all. But again, the main topic for the day is can a toxic relationship turn healthy? I know I went over last week with you guys the 11 signs of what a toxic relationship looks like and how to tell that you're in a toxic relationship. Um, I can give you, let me just run down those again. Number one was um, gives and the other one takes. Two was gaslighting. Three, lack of personal responsibilities. Four, lack of trust. Five, a feeling of walking on eggshells. Six, disrespect. Seven, a lack of effective communication. Eight, avoidance. Nine, controlling behavior. Ten, constant criticism. And yes, 11, low self-esteem and self-worth. Those are the 11 signs that you are in a toxic relationship. And sometimes people think that if you're in a toxic relationship that you may not be able to turn it healthy. Can a toxic relationship turn healthy? I'm here to tell you that it can. Um, last week I told you that like, you know, we went over like many people in toxic relationship want to make their, their relationship healthy, make it better. The most common reason for this is because they claim they love the other person, which may very well be true, but you got to think about it. Why do you love another person who does so much damage to you and your relationship? Love should always feel good, not bad. Therefore, while it is possible to turn a toxic relationship healthy, it is not easy, and unfortunately, it's not very common either. However, that doesn't mean that it can't be done. If you know by me, that's what loving means. Gotta pick a fight to take up your time. I'm talking back, cause that's all I have to make sure that I'm in the front of your mind. Can't keep it easy, breezy. That song was by Kiana Lede. It's called Attention. I thought it was perfect to play right now to get the start of the whole topic going because she states in the song that she, all she really wants is his attention. So she's doing things that she knows is going to get that attention with like starting a fight or doing anything really because she says, at least if I fight with you, I get your attention. Those are signs that she's in a toxic relationship and the relationship is over, but she's still trying to keep it going. Fixing a toxic relationship is very difficult, y'all. But here are a few things you can do to start down the right path. Number one, cut off contact for a while. Sometimes it's best to just get out of the relationship for a little while. Take a break. Get some perspective and think about it for a while before you try to fix it. Two, identify the problems. You can't change what you don't recognize. Therefore, 
if you don't know what the problems are, how are you really going to fix it? Take some time to talk with your significant other about the problems that you guys are facing in the relationship. Three, engage in self-reflection. Both people need to be mature enough to look deep in themselves and see what kind of positive changes they need to make. It's so true. Without the desire or motivation to change, the relationship isn't going to improve at all. Four, this may be taboo in some relationships because one person doesn't want to do it, but seek professional help. Many times people cannot do the inner work and self-reflection on their own. Therefore, getting professional help from yours truly, or a therapist can help each individual work on their problems while also helping the relationship improve through couples therapy. A lot of times, the problem may not be you, it may just be in the other person or vice versa. And it's not a relationship problem. However, the problems that they're having with themselves is causing problems in the relationship. I hope that made sense, y'all. Five, stop blaming In toxic relationship, people always place the blame on the other person and never really take ownership of their own faults. Without taking the responsibility of your own behaviors that keeps the repeated cycle of the toxic relationship going. Through the inner work of a therapist or a coach, you're going to find a way Um, to really look deep down inside yourself. You don't necessarily need to have a life coach or a therapist to do this, but it does help. And it's going to help you take personal responsibility for your own actions. Again, both people have to do this though. Six, use eye language. And I know some of you guys don't know what eye language is. Eye language is a language of responsibility. It explains to the other person how you feel without blaming them. This technique helps decrease defensiveness in relationships, y'all. Instead of beginning a sentence with, you always, try starting it with something like, I get upset when you, and you can finish the sentence. Seven, change your behavior. Once you both have done the work to identify what you need to change within yourself and in the relationship, then it is time for you guys to start making those changes. Without the changes, you're just going to go straight right back to where you were before. You can even use specific written goals and check it off once a week um, just to see how you guys are doing with the changes that you guys had planned to make. Eight, maintain the changes in the future. Once you have made those changes, you should stick with them. Many people are good at changing for a short amount of time, but after a while, they will go right back to the old habits. In order to really change the relationship and make it healthy, the change needs to become permanent. The bottom line, guys, is toxic relationships create emotional stress, which in turn affects all parts of your life and it including your physical health. No one should be subjected to this kind of relationship. I know that it's so easy to say, but it's really true. If you find yourself in an unhealthy relationship, you have three choices. One, stay in it. And put up with the toxic environment. That's not recommended by me though. (laughs) Don't say that. Terrell was the one that told me to stay in this relationship. I don't want to hear no slander with my name in it. Um, Two. Get out of the relationship. And don't have any contact with that person ever again. This might be the only option for most of the people that are listening to this. Or just in general. 
And three, take the steps to heal the relationship and take it from a toxic relationship to a healthy. The third option is not impossible, but it does take a lot of work and it takes both parties to actually do it. All in all, no matter what you guys decide to do with the relationship, the main goal should always be for you to become better and happier human beings. If I just knew what I knew now, I probably wouldn't feel the same way for your self-care and motivation. That's my favorite fragrance. Wash the toxic off of me, got new skin to play with. No more snakes in the grass, no more living this way. Never gonna let somebody go on and treat me this way. I learned my lesson now, I see through the bullshit. Watching every single person that I move with. Thank My Exes by Devon Terrell. That was the song of the week. And I felt like that song was perfect for the simple fact that sometimes you're going to find out that the toxic relationship's not for you and that relationship in general is just not for you. And you move on. And when you move on, you'll start to be more happy. You'll start to see more blessings come up in your life. You can get that song on Devon Terrell's new album, called volume two deja vu when i tell you this album slaps from cover to cover the homie can sing so i need y'all to go out right now and just go go to all music platforms and download that album but before i let you guys go i like i do realize that i've talked about how to overcome a, a toxic relationship but i didn't really say much about what happens you know after when you can't overcome a toxic relationship or or to turn it from bad to good so I want to give you some pointers and tips on how to overcome the pain of a toxic relationship. So let's say you're finally done. You've worked up the courage and left that toxic relationship behind. But what about moving forward? The breaking of any relationship, especially a toxic romantic relationship, can leave pain that may seem so unbearable. However, moving past the pain is easier than you might think. So first, sometimes you got to like ignite and re and reaffirm your self-esteem. That is very important. It might sound ridiculous to some, but take the time to tell yourself that you are smart, you are beautiful, you are worthy of a good life and a good relationship. Say it out loud or within your mind, in the mirror, the shower, car, wherever you feel comfortable. If you need to, Create an affirmation to repeat to yourself on a regular basis. Write it on a mirror. Maintaining your self-esteem, especially in the wake of a toxic relationship, can be difficult but very essential for those who need a reminder of their worth as a person. The next step is go beyond the traditional support system. Whether or not you have a good support system from family, friends, or whoever, 
me the professional, <laughs> always like saying that, will tell you that exercise, meditation, and hobbies can all be excellent ways of coping with emotional pain. Simply adding a one-hour event into your schedule could be one hour that is pain-free. Don't feel obligated to participate in activities you don't enjoy just for the sake of exercising. Instead, discover what interests you, whether it's yoga, aerobics, swimming, tennis, you know, extreme roller skating or, you know, skateboarding, whatever you like. So now I do realize that I named everything (laughs) Caucasians may do. But, hey, it does work, y'all. I swear, I promise. (laughs) But if you're not the athletic type um, and you would rather meditate, find the method that works best for you. Not all meditation has to be done in a cross-leg science. Meditation takes several forms, of which there is sure to be one that can appeal to you. Next, I've said this before, make new friends. Your friends that you have right now are probably fantastic people, or they may be shit. (laughs) However, it is often through meeting new people that you can rediscover your lost self and begin to move past the pain, the trauma. Your friends may have been a support group during the toxic relationship and they should continue to be, but it is easy to dwell on the past and your old relationship when talking to them. Keep those friends close, but look for other people and groups to relate to. By putting yourself out in the open and making some new friends or acquaintances, you are opening new doors and shutting out the pain involved in negative memories. You may also find that new friends offer a fresh perspective on your situation, which could help you overcome some of your residual pain. This right here, my friends, is the most important one. Ask for help. You've been hurt, but that doesn't mean you're broken. Your family, your friends, and even you are waiting for you to ask for help. It is okay to ask for help and know you won't sound weak during doing so. It takes immense strength to ask for any kind of help. So in a way, asking for help is making you stronger. I know it sounds crazy, but it's very true. It can be used as a tool to con- to counter the lingering pain, let's say. Those who care about you will not judge you or dismiss you from asking for help. And the ones that do are also toxic in your life. The ones that truly love you, they're going to be there by cheering for you every step of the way. So don't hesitate to ask them for the occasional support. Moving past the pain of toxic romantic relationships, even friendships or family ships, I guess you would say, (laughs) seems like a battle that is unwinnable. However, if you invest into a good support system and believe in yourself, You can take small steps to minimize the pain and eventually leave it far, far, far behind. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story 
with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.